Hey y'all, I hope you really enjoyed this upcoming episode that I did with a pastor's wife, and she's actually a preacher as well, but when you listen to her, you, all your preconceived notions of what a pastor's wife should be, what a, how they should act, how they should look, if you go on YouTube, you can check out the YouTube video, um, is totally, totally thrown out the door with this lady. I absolutely love and adore this chat is one of the most in inspiring chats I've done in a while. I mean, all of them have been pretty inspiring, but this person took it upon herself. She's written several books, but she took it upon herself to write a book called The Pocket Book, A Small Birth Book of Powerful Post. And basically, she wants people to take the book, glean from it, and then make a positive, impacting post on social media. How many times have we seen that social media is... Has, it's the worst. It's the devil. Well, she's trying to change and flip that narrative. So I hope you really enjoyed this conversation. And I put it in the show notes for everywhere you can find her, as well as where you can pick up the book. So I hope you enjoy it. Come join Melissa and her guests on the Chats from the Blog Cabin podcast. From North Carolina, this podcast will have you feeling like you've known these folks for years. Listen in as they chat about life, culture, current events, and more, all with a special Southern flair. Curl up with your favorite beverage and get ready to be entertained. Tune in now for a unique experience that's fun and insightful. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Chats from the Blog Cabin. You know, the show where I virtually invite people into the blog cabin to chat about life. And today, I know you're going to thoroughly enjoy this guest because I've already enjoyed chatting with her when we tried to figure out technology before we came on. Um, Jamila, she uh -huh. wrote a pocket book, a, uh -huh. powerful, a small book, a powerful post. And before we get into that, let's talk about who you are and what you do. So welcome All right. back Thank you for having me in the cabin, Melissa. I am... Pastor, believe it or not, Pastor Jamila Gooden. And we pastor right here in Charlotte, North Carolina with my husband. And he is Pastor Fred Gooden. And we pastor Uri Charlotte International. But how people know me is via virtual uh, social media platforms of YouTube and Instagram. And of course, the book of many faces that we know and love called Facebook. And I come with a morning devotion at 730 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I always say your time all over the world because we're seen all over the world. And we go live there. We go live on YouTube and Instagram at the same time. And I always say in the morning, have your morning devotion, get your coffee, get your tea and get me at 730. So a lot of people know me from social media. And then our church is on East Independence in Charlotte, North Carolina. So a well-rounded girl now that I'm here and, uh, you know, the great Tar Heel. Love it. Yeah. So you have a thing called car. What is it? Let me get it right. Let me get it right. Car Chronicles, Car Chronicles movement. Car Chronicles. About that. Yeah. Car Chronicles, again, it's a morning devotion and it's seen around the world. We've seen in Spain, Peru. I don't know how we got in South Korea. Don't know how, but I had to do the research, Melissa. I'm like, how did we get seen in North Korea? On the military base, there's people who are from America who are in the military that love the Car Chronicles movement. It is the morning devotion. It is seen around the world. And the al algorithms and the analytics say that we're seeing millions of people, millions of people watch us around the world. And so we do this at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. All you got to do is go to Facebook, put my name up, Jamila Gooden, or go to YouTube and subscribe or Instagram. 
And at 730, when you feel like your hope is lost, at least you can get something connected to your faith and your hope to pull you through another day. And it is amazing. Get your coffee, get your tea and get me. That's what we say. <laughs> I love that. What made you decide to start doing this? Actually, um, it, it really wasn't me. I'm a woman of faith and I was a marketing director at a company in Atlanta, Georgia. And I heard the voice of God say, pull over. And I pulled my car over and that was it. Me pulling the car over changed not my life, but it changed millions of lives around the world. Because people are on their way. You're taking your kids to school. They're kicking your seat while you're in traffic. You're trying to drink coffee. You got a lollipop stuck to your head. The kids are fussing about their, you know, their juice boxes. And you just need something to go. And so what we do is we come together. And, and this movement, because it is a movement, Car Chronicles movement, where people have relatable situations on this morning devotion. And so pulling over, hearing the voice of God transform the lives of many people around the world. So I'm honored to do it every morning. I really am. So where do you get your inspiration for each devotion? And do you pray on it? And how do you prepare for that? You know, people ask me that, Melissa, all the time. They ask me, how do you do that? Every morning it is different. And I pray about it. I wake up in the morning, roll over, kiss for it. And then I go, what do you want me to tell the people today? And I promise you, it just clicks. And he says, says that. And, and a lot of times, you know, it's amazing. I think people don't understand the power of social media, which lead, which is going to lead us to the book. Social media is a phenomenon. Yeah. It can work for you and it can work against you. It works for you when you're inspiring people to move forward to a brighter day. But it can work against you when you got a crazy ex-boyfriend or a crazy ex-girlfriend or a friend that is very upset or people who unfortunately don't have a very healthy mindset, if you allow me to say that. Mm -hmm. But 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 it, it can work for you because people need something and they need something other than themselves. And sometimes the greatest enemies is that we call family. What yeah. would you do if you click on social media and you found a total stranger who was going through chemo, just like a lot of people around the world. What would you do if you clicked on social media and there was somebody going through a divorce, just like somebody else on social media, you pull strength from each other in numbers. You pull from it. So blogs, just what you're doing, you know, Melissa is very important because there is someone that's going to watch it and they're going to get inspired by what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Social media is a phenomenon, and I think people should use it to their advantage to help inspire people. But the problem is, is the downside when people use it to spread hate. Yep. Then you just block everybody. You ain't got to worry about that, right? Yeah. You block or you mute or you unfollow. You're like, I'll stay friends, block but I'll unfollow. Yeah, block and scroll, block and scroll. That is the that's the greatest blessing, the block button. That is so true. Yeah. So I love the fact that you just wake up in the morning and you just say, okay, God, what do you want me to tell them today? Because it's like these chats as well. I mean, you know, I send out talking points, but I don't send out questions because I want it to be as authentic as possible. So when you wake up, you have no idea None. what's going to be said. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. I have no idea. People think that I prepare the night before. I don't. Remember, I'm a wife first. I'm a mother of eight. Oh, wow. I'm a mother. Um, we used to have two dogs. 
And I have a very big responsibility as a leader. So I really don't have time at night to gather a plethora of, 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 of scriptures and notions in my mind to talk to the people. Because again, I'm pastoring a church with about a thousand people and then I'm going around the world. So even right now, I just told my husband, I'm like, oh, when I get off here, I'm going to run me a bath. My daughter was like, mom, I'm on my way over. I'm like, no, you're not. I <laughs> need some rest. You should have thought about that dress in the back of my trunk that's been sitting there since Friday. Now I'm going to sleep because my mind is trying to prepare. We're having this big conference with people from all over the world coming. It's called She Favor. And so my mind is trying to fathom all I have to do. I don't have time to find out what I'm going to be talking about in the morning. That's not my job. That's the big man upstairs. That's his. And he tells me every time what to say to his people because they're not mine. Love that. So what? Take walk me through the very first time that you actually you pulled over and you did your car chronicles. What was the? How did you feel about it when you first did it? The first time I did it, this was, it must have been six, it was seven or eight years ago, maybe longer. But, but the first time that I did social media, I did something, and this is where it all started. I did something, I did a video called, They Just Don't Like Me. Mm. That video has been seen 38 million times. And everybody got it. Celebrities got it. And the video was, They Just Don't Like Me. And you got to get over the fact that people will never like you. There are some people that's going to love you, Melissa. But there are some people that's just not going to like you. And that's not your problem. That's theirs. Because they have personal issues and they're looking to take their personal issues out on innocent people. So you got to get over the fact that people just don't like you. And once I did that, then one time I prayed and that prayer hit like 12 million. Then I prayed before and it was 8 million. Then I prayed before it was 3 million. And then I was going through the most horrific divorce of my life. Baby, I married the wrong joker. I married the wrong... If if I could kick myself, Melissa, I would kick myself for that one. But I had to (laughs) kick myself. But I married this nut job. I did. I did. That's why I always talk to single women. You got to be careful that you get married because you're lonely because you can make a wrong move. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I was going through this horrible, she was a horrible, in my Bette Miller verse, horrible. It was a horrible marriage. And I began to pray and I said, Lord, I need, I need you to get me out of this. Now, this is me. This is my fault. And I was driving to work and I was just... I was just, I was just mad. Mm-hmm. And I heard this sweet voice say, pull over, pull over. And I pulled over and he said, speak your transparency to the people. Mm-hmm. I spoke very transparent to the people. And they was like, oh, I like her. I don't know who she is, but I like her. She spoke my truth. truth. And that's what grabbed the people, the truth. I absolutely love that. So we need to take a brief commercial break, but when we come back, we'll talk about the pocketbook. Come on, let's do it, Melissa. Hi, my name is Joanna, and I would like to share with you a little bit about Shores of Grace, Shores Philly. It's a ministry located in Philadelphia. The portion of Shores that I volunteer for goes into Kensington, an area greatly impacted by homelessness and addiction. And we go and we take love food, clothing, snacks, conversation. 
Um, we believe that it is a way that we can meet people right where they are and show them the love of Jesus. Uh, we have seen lives changed in big ways and in small ways, and we have built wonderful relationships with the people in the community. Uh, we have big plans, more we'd like to do, um, and we would appreciate any support, either through prayer or through donation. If you would like to donate, you can go to shoresofgrace.com, and in the menu, click on Donate. We just ask that you put Philly in your donation comments. Thank you. And we are back talking with Pastor Jamila Goodman um, about the pocketbook. And I love that you turn it this way and it looks like a little purse. The only thing that would have made it better would be if it had a little handle to it. Melissa, I tried. Trust <laughs> me, girlfriend. I tried. They were, they was like, no, you, you, you can't pull that off. I said, dang. So, yes, it looks like a little pocketbook in pink. Of course, it's one of my favorite colors because that's the color of strength. So, yeah. So what made you decide to do this? Because it, I absolutely love it. It gets it's some amazing quotes in it, but also gives you time to do a little bit of journaling as well. Yeah. Isn't it cute? It really is cute. And I think we live in a world of post. Post, 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 post. Statistically speaking, with analytics and algorithms in social media, they say that if you do not post within every day, you might lose 3% of your audience mm -hmm. on a consistency basis. And people want to post, but sometimes they don't know what to post. People yeah. want people to scroll and stop and read. A post could be so good until you will hold up traffic at a light. You'll get a revelation mm -hmm. like, oh, I got to get this real quick. Especially if you're not a great speller like myself. Mm -hmm. And so because, you know, posting is what people do the most. I created a small book of powerful posts. And once you open up the pocketbook, what you'll do is you'll get revelation knowledge on every post. And you'll say, oh, I like that. And you'll get your pen, if you're smart, and you'll read the post and the revelation knowledge you get will give you a guide how to post, but post positively. It's the positive post that has that lasting impact when someone walks away from your social media platform. What did they get? What did they learn? What did they take away from them to encourage them in a hard place? So I created this pocketbook because these posts, honey, when you read it, I say this one to my children, accept the hard truth before someone, before you receive a soft lie. I say this to my children all the time because if you can accept the hard truth, when someone tells you a soft lie, you won't receive it because you swallowed the truth. Mm -hmm. So you can't pull the wool over my eyes because I got the truth before you came to me with it. And so once you read the post, you begin to say, oh, that's good. And write that down. And then when you go to post, you have something to encourage someone. It really is a guideline to kind of spark your revelation to post positively. So it's more of a guideline as well, kind of like bouncing off the, the chronicles as well. Exactly. Yeah. And I love how they go together. Yeah. 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 I believe in positivity. I, and, and that's just it. I mean, I think unfortunately with this world as mundane, mundane as it is at times, uh, there's gotta be hope found somewhere. Mm hmm we need hope. This world is, 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 it's at a hunger for hope. And so if they can get it from a post, 
or a social media platform, why not? Car Chronicles has done amazing things. I remember one time a young lady um, was in my inbox and she said, you encouraged me help. And I turned the camera on because I do talk to people on social media. Mm -hmm. You flip that camera around and I'm like, hey, how you doing? And I did that to her and she had a gun to her head. Oh my goodness. She was in the closet. She had a gun to her head. And with my training, what I did, she was living in Atlanta, Georgia. I coached her to give me the information I needed to get a husband to knock on the door and the authorities. But what I did is I used the cry of her grandbaby because I heard the grandbaby crying. And I said, is that a baby crying? She said, yes, it is. I'm watching my grandbaby. I said, now, grandma, what would you do if that baby can't eat because you decided to take your life? Is the baby worth that? Now, where did you say your husband works again? She gave me where he worked. Okay. And while she was talking to me, I was telling my team to contact through what she was saying. And her husband came home. And she was mad at me. She said, I can't believe you did this. Yes, I did. But she lived another day. Wow. Yeah. It's a powerful thing the Car Chronicles movement is. It's very powerful. Very wow, powerful. that's just giving me goosebumps right there, just to yeah. know that that's your, you're able to help someone through the Absolutely. social media. And that's the power of social media. Social media have found, I had a young lady who found her father on the Car Chronicles. People have found husbands and wives through the Car Chronicles. That's why this, this conference that we're going to have May, uh, June 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, people are excited because the people that they see every morning is going to be at this hotel and they get to see their friends that they made on social media. That is awesome. So tell us about this conference because, I mean, wow. <laughs> yeah, the conference is called She Favor. It's uh, June 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. It's at the La Meridian Hotel in the Sheraton right downtown in Charlotte. And women come from all over the world. And they're going to gather together for three days of fun. And even though it's a faith-based organization, I say it's adult-driven and faith-based. The reason why I say that is because we're going to have a pool party. What woman conference did you go to and y'all had a big old pool party? Never, never. What woman conference did you go to and people had what you call an all white party where everybody comes together during the day and they wear white and they have a good time? Never. Well, that's the power of she favor. And the reason why we call it she favor is because when you get me, you get favor. The Bible says in Proverbs 31, it says he that finds a wife finds a good thing. And he obtains favor of the Lord. And so women every day are walking around with favor. And it is a super fragilistic expialidocious type of favor that you get when you marry me. Have you ever made, met somebody? I don't care what type of relationship you're in, but you meet a woman and you got a, a slice of bologna in the refrigerator and you got a crate to sleep on and you got a sheet up to the window. By the time she get done with you, you got a refrigerator full of food. You got nice drapes and balances mm -hmm. and you got a couch because mm -hmm. there is something about a woman's wisdom that helps shape the world. And so the Lord told me to call it she favor. And this is what it is. It's she favor. It's favor that God gave women specifically. Wow. Yeah. So did that, that come about because of the car chronicles or did, is that something that everything came from the car? That and one little day, yeah. one little morning, pull over. Yeah. That one little day. And that's why when people talk to me about what they can't do, I always rebuttal. Don't tell me what you can't do. 
You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You can do it. Whatever it is, you can do. I don't care who told you couldn't do it. You can do it. Why? Because I'm a witness that I pulled the car over and it not just changed my life, it changed the world. Audrey Hepburn, I love Audrey Hepburn. She said, good girls don't change the world. I think it was Marilyn Monroe. And so even though I'm a believer, I have to come from the confines of the box that people want to put us in to love everybody. And it's not just the car. I love everybody. I love white people, black people, gay people, straight people. I just love people. I love Amen. people. I love, I love people. And that my husband's like, you stopping to talk again? Yeah. Hey, girl, how you doing? I love no, Melissa, I love people. And I think one of the things that's the draw is not just the faith. It's the energy and the love that you really feel that's really genuine. I'm a genuine person. Now, we're rare today. We're rare. But I'm peculiar and I'm genuine and I like it. So that's what people get. So at 730, that's like that. that's 7:30. If I don't come on, they be like, where you at? And I'm like, well, my husband wants to take me on a vacation. Well, talk on your vacation. And then sometimes I'll talk on my vacation. They know everything about my life. Uh, my daughter, we had a dog, Charlie. She was a Yorkie. And Charlie got lost. Charlie got missing. And that we, not just us, but the world was looking for Charlie. This one girl said, I think I found Charlie at the shelter. I went to the shelter. That wasn't Charlie. But then I found out Charlie is with an old woman. And Charlie's happy. So I'm not going to take him back. I'm going to leave Charlie there. Oh, wow. Yeah. So so it's a phenomenon. It's a phenomenon. Car Chronicles is a phenomenon. It really is. And so it all it all happened in the car. So you already said that you do it. Sometimes do it on vacation, even when your husband's like, I want to take you away. And you're like, yeah. no, I got you. Know, they're asking me to do it. Are there days when you're like, no, I just, I can't. But you know, you have to. Um, there. You know what? There are days when I can't. And they would like to because it's almost like watching a series. Like my husband and I, we're watching a series now called Queen Charlotte. <laughs> and we're watching this. Yo, are you familiar with that? Bridgerton, yep. <laughs> Bridgerton, Bridgerton was good, girl. Wow. Bridgerton, was, Bridgerton was so good. But so now it's Queen Charlotte. So like, we're like, and I'm like, fat. Like we was crying when she was like, Queen George. And she got underneath the bed, remember? I hope I'm not telling you all of it. But yeah. We got excited. And so we was like, should we go to bed? He's like, nah, we got to watch an episode. And by the time we got done, we started binge watching. That's like Car Chronicles. You will binge watch Car Chronicles if I leave off a day and I don't come back another day. Or if I leave off a day and I have something to do, like, hold on, you just don't leave us high and dry. And I always say, no, I'm not. Just give me a moment. Um, I remember a couple years ago when I had a um, I had an aneurysm, I had a brain aneurysm, mm -hmm. and I had she favor. And the day after she favor, uh, two years ago, I was in Brooklyn with she favor. I went right into surgery, and they were like, "All right, where you at? What's going on?" And I had to take a picture and show them I'm okay. They were waiting to see what happened at the surgery. No matter what it is, they will wait to see what's going on because it's not just a faith thing. To some people, it's their livelihood now. Yeah. Yeah. It's their livelihood. What's going to happen the next day? And so a lot of times when I'm telling them stories that are happening in my life, in my real life, in my marriage, in my relationships, they want to know the outcome of it because it's part of your life now. Yeah. It's yeah. I know. I'm thinking as we're talking, I'm like, I'm going to be in Charlotte in July. I want to meet her. <laughs> Yeah, come on. 
My church is, I'm telling you, we have a wonderful time, but you should, you should, you really should. You really, really should. Karen, a girl that, you know, the young lady you heard me talk to, Karen lives in New York. She's, she's in New York. And Karen is this little tiny, just the cutest little, she's, she's a little cute, cute thing. And Karen, she's like, what are you doing today? It is not just a work relationship. It really is a friendship because she, she's very, you know, she, 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 she's, her curiosity is now open mm-hmm. and she's Jewish. She's Jewish. So her curiosity is open and she's like, oh, this is good. So it's, it, it, it has a plethora of different dynamics mm-hmm. and everyone can feed off of it. Everyone can get something out of it. You know why, Melissa? Because it is driven by love. Mm. Yep. It's driven by love. It's driven by this passion, this faith, this energy that no matter who you are, where you are, you can pull something from it. That is so true. I mean, I mean, I, I'm just enjoying chatting with you. I'm like, oh my gosh, this woman is like on fire. She's, she's first of all, you're really hilarious. And you're entertaining. And I think that, I think maybe that's the draw for you as well, because people are like, when you come in and you're telling your story, even when you were just telling your story about marrying a horrible man and the horrible yeah. divorce, you were actually yeah. you know, entertaining when you said that you're like, that was on me. That was on me, God. But you know, I did this. I did it. I, I did it. I did it. And that's one of the things about um, the car chronicles or anything that, that the Lord has allowed me to do. It is accountability. And, and I think this is what the problem is with people. They lack accountability. And one of the things about mm-hmm. social media that I don't care for, it doesn't allow people to be accountable. Mm-hmm. Because if, if someone wanted to attack someone, what they would do is they would go get a phony profile picture. And instead of saying sorry, they would get behind a phony profile picture and attack innocent people. Mm-hmm. That's the downward spiral about social media. It doesn't allow people to be accountable. It, 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 it's, it, and, and there are a lot of cowards that hide behind social media. And they should not yep. do that. Be, be honest about who you are, where you are, what you're doing. Be honest about it. And social media does not allow people to be honest. So when you roll across somebody real, such as myself, it is appealing. It's very appealing. Yeah, that's- that is so true. Now, going back to the pocketbook, yeah. um, how did you come up with your little quotes? Were there something that you say all the time or was it just something that you just like, okay, I'm just going to put it in this book? There, the, a lot of those quotes, those all those quotes are mine. Okay. However, um, I am considered a little lady of wisdom. And I don't mind being a wise old lady. Um because wisdom speaks when you have nothing to say. Mm. And a lot of times when people are on Car Chronicles, they, they, I drop mics is what they say, mic drop in moments. But I drop gems all the time. I have people who, whenever they come around me, they have a paper and a pen because they know me. They know that she's going to drop some sort of wisdom nuggets. And even me talk, speaking to you, you'll see I'm just going to drop wisdom nuggets. You're like, okay, oh, that's good. Because... <laughs> Wisdom is is one of the gifts that God has given me. There are many gifts that people have. But when you have wisdom and you allow the wisdom to help people become wise, it's an amazing thing. So I'm always spilling wisdom out of me. 
And so with the pocketbook, these are posts that I've just got where wisdom just dropped. Some heartbreaks are from heaven. God might break your heart to save your life. That's mm -hmm. one that everybody loves. He will break your heart to save your life. Uh-huh. And a lot of people don't understand what that means because they're going through a heartbreak. But once the pain is away and you think and you're like, whoo, Lord, I'm glad I got out of that. He had to do it because you didn't want to do it. So he will break your heart to save your life. Who, who thinks like that? I'm not. So, I am totally, Melissa, dyslexic. Wow. I am totally dyslexic. Totally. Went to the resource room as a child. Totally dyslexic. I don't have this type of mind. God gave it to me. So I, it's not me. No. No. So, so this book is full of wisdom nuggets. And when I was writing the book, I was, I was opening up. I was just saying, Mindy, Warren Publication publishes my books. Mindy, do this. Da, 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 da. No, just, just out the blue. Da, 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 da. She's like, oh, Lord. She's... And this is just a gift. Mm -hmm. It's a gift. But it's not my gift. It is a gift that God gave me to help people. A gift isn't a gift until you unwrap the package. Oh, that's a, that's a nugget right there. It is. You write that down, Melissa. <laughs> Come on, girlfriend. <laughs> a gift isn't a gift until you unwrap the package. And then it just spews out. So that's why you have people that's just, they want to sit around me to see what she's going to say. Hmm. It's not me. It's not me. I love that about you. You're like, it's not me. You're, you're giving... The man upstairs, all the credit. You're giving Absolutely. God all the credit I, for everything. I told you, I'm not that smart. And see, not a lot of people would, would say, this is all me, this is all me. Nah. Not an arrogant bone in my body. I'm very humble. And I think when people meet me, they got, oh gosh, you're so humble. I'm like the roundaway girl. You feel like you've known me forever. And I like it. Yeah. So let's talk about what how you came about to publishing and when the idea came into your head about this book? Well, I wanted to do something small and, and, and um, I've already written, I've read uh, the death of the angry black woman is one book, a kneeling haystack, finding love amongst the rubble. And then this one, and then I'm getting ready to drop a real juicy one um, um, probably next year around that time. And I don't think pastors should write books like that, but I'm going to write. something <laughs> um, That's going to be like a Daniel Steele. Oh, yeah. But um, what made me write this one is because I wanted people to have something that they can put in their pocketbooks that standing in the line at the grocery store or at the post office or wherever they are, they can just skim through it, get a little encouragement. And while you're on there, put it in your pocketbook, pick out your cell phone and go post. Mm -hmm. I wanted a book that will bring attention to the reader. That means that if you post something from this, that you got the revelation knowledge, someone's going to stop and give Melissa a listen. Yeah. Got it. So it was to gravitate the attention of those that are going to scroll down your profile picture and discover who Melissa is or discover who you are. 
because everybody wants to do that. Look at what everyone is doing on TikTok. I was reading recently, they have this TikTok challenge that is very dangerous going on. And you ha they have young kids going inside people's houses, total strangers. You don't want to do that. And so they do stuff on TikTok. And I'm like, are you guys losing your mind up in here for likes? Yes, they are. Mm -hmm. I'd rather have encouragements than anything. So it's to bring attention, positive attention to the reader. And then how did you go about, did you already have the publishing in place, like your, like a contract already in place to publish this book or did you have to shop it out to publishers? No, I, I have Warren Publication. Um, I'm just going to say they're my babies. I love my publishing company. Um, have I had other publishing companies to try to pull me away? Absolutely. But I am very big on relationship. Mm. I believe in um, relationship. And when I have a good relationship with people, it makes me become comfortable with them in their work. When yeah. you have a good relationship or rapport with a, with a person, um, you trust them when they say, we're not going to drop, we're not going to drop that. We're not going to say that. We're not going to do it. And so that's how I came to be with Warren Publication is it's, there's a relationship. I'm big on relationships, big on them. So when you came to them and said, Hey, I have this idea for this book, they were like 100% on board or were they like, okay, not really sure. Tell us a little bit more about it. They were on board because they know the uniqueness of my personality. Mm, yeah. They kind of, they kind of go, no, this is going to work. This is going to work it, because I don't, I don't, I take none of it. Who writes a pocket book? It's a pocket, yeah. small book of powerful posts. Who does that? And so I wanted them to have something really small, but they can really think. Because there's no way for you to open up this book and not think like, dang, that was good. Yep. That's that's the powerfulness of it. And then you, you'll be thinking about what you just read for like hours. Like, did she just say that was good? See, so when I brought it to them and I'm like, I want to do a pocketbook, a small book, a powerful post. Sometimes when you go into CVS or you go into Walmart, you'll find these little tiny books. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're so small, but they're powerful. Yep. And they usually have them at the counter with the Skittles, the Hershey Kisses and the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. And you look over and there's a little tiny book and it's sitting there saying, I'm a tiny book of knowledge. Pick me up yep. so you could discover something different. And this is what this is about. I love how you just told on yourself about the Skittles, the Reese's peanut butter cups. <laughs> love them all. Love them all. Before I talked to you, I was eating some Reese's peanut butter cups. I love chocolate. Uh, I, Reese's peanut butter cups is one of our absolute favorites and the whole family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My husband too. My my son loves them, but he likes them frozen. Ooh, that's yeah. that's different. Yeah, he likes them frozen, and I'm like, okay, no problem. But I I have a sweet tooth. It's bad, but I do, I do. So you said you have a book coming up that you don't think a pastor would write should yeah. write. So let's talk about that just a little bit. <laughs> I, I think sometimes what happens, especially with people who are faith, there's an expectation of expectation that we have an expectation that you always going to do this, whatever that is. Mm 
If you go outside of the box of an expectation, then it becomes problematic because we don't expect the pastor to do that. Mm-hmm. I am inside of me as an author. I'm an author. I get that. But inside of me is a plethora of books that I am going to get out. So when I get them out, there are people who need to get over the fact that I am a woman of the cloth. I'm also the human being. being. I'm human. So because the humanity side of me has a story to tell, I'm going to tell that part of the story. I'm going to talk about when I was a little girl, things that you may or may not have known. But I'm going to combine them with similarities of people who have been in my space that share one common denominator, that bond of brokenness. Mm. And so I'm going to write about the bond of brokenness that I experienced, but someone else also experienced as well. And we're going to put it in a good old juicy book. I love that good old juicy book. (laughs) Put it in a good old juicy book. You said Danielle Steele, but are you talking like Danielle Steele, like, are more like a Bridgerton book type thing, too? You know, the Bridgerton is great. It, the Bridgerton book is really good, but I'm talking about Daniel Steele. I'm talking about a novel with a hint of sexual content in it because the reality is that was my reality. Mm. That reality was my reality. So if I'm going to tell you my testimony, I've got to tell you the good part, the juicy part, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Right? Everyone, especially as a pastor, they only want the good part. But before pastors were pastors or priests were priests or clergy was clergy, they had an ugly side. Everyone goes through something. Everybody goes through something. Because if you didn't go through anything, you can't help me. Because that means you're perfect. Yep. And there's nobody perfect but God. Yep. And even he was considered a wine bibber because he drank wine. Yep. You can't lose. Right? You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. So I, I really think that at some point in time, people really need to get over things. Get over it. Why do you think that pastors are supposed to be above everybody else? And why do people put them above on the pedestals? I think people put pastors on pedestals because we are connected. Like, for instance, Moses was connected. He heard God. He walked with God. Enoch walked with God. And because there's an expectation that we always walk with God, when you walk with God, you do no wrong. Mm. It's not true. We're human beings first. Yep. David, he always fell. He fell with Bathsheba. But Mm -hmm. David was accountable. I would rather an accountable pastor than a pastor that did not know accountability at all. That is so true. Right? Right. So so let me have, I have my human moments. I have my human moments. Your human moments shows your humanity. But with people who are real religious... If you drink wine, there's a problem. If you, if you, if if you got gay friends, it's a problem. If you, if your skirt to your skirt is not long enough, that's a problem. Everything is a problem. I'm like, well, dang, what can you do? Yeah, that's true. People are people are so quick to judge everybody else nowadays that it's just horrible. 
And that's why you have so many unhappy people. And that's why you have people who are so depressed. And that's why you have so many unhappy people. Because depression is on an all-time high because of people. Mm. That's just, it's just so, it just makes me so sad because I'm like you, I love everybody. I mean, if you saw in the opening credits, my family is very, very multicultural. My husband's a native of Mexico. My son-in-law is three-fourth Japanese. So we're like, we're like, it's a melting pot. And, and, and that's, and I think I, you know, I heard someone say, if you don't like, if you don't like the melting pot of people, then you're not ready for heaven. Because it is a melting pot of people. And I think one thing about people is everyone has an opinion, mm. but not one of them are right. Ooh, I'm writing that one down. <laughs> Melissa, she's all, I see what I'm saying? See, Melissa, you got to have a pen. You got to have a pen. You got to have a pen. And that's the thing about people. Everybody has an opinion and not one of them are right. So, so, I mean, I think, you know, this thing called life can be beautiful. If Mm. you know how to handle people. I say this to the children all the time. You have to compartmentalize people. You compartmentalize them. That means, you know, you got that one girlfriend. She's going to call you up with the same problem 14 times in a week. Mm -hmm. She is not going to change. She just want Melissa to listen to her so she can vent and keep on doing what she's doing. So you compartmentalize her. She can't have part of my day. I'm going to give this slot to somebody that really needs my help. And so, you know, it's it's people. Uh, Sean Penn. I love Sean Penn. I mean, we don't know where he is today. That. <laughs> No, we do. He's over. I think the last time I did some research on Sean Penn, he was over in, in Haiti um, helping rebuild um, the structure from the earthquake years ago. But Sean Penn said something. He said, I love God, but I don't like his people. Mm. And so yeah. we love God. We don't always like his people. And a lot of times he probably don't like them himself. <laughs> that is so true. Yeah, you know, he can't be pleased with all this hate. It's, it's no way. It's, it's, he can't be pleased. So with that being said, you know, social media at least brings some people together. Some people can smile at 7.30 on Car Chronicles. Some people will smile, you know, uh, looking at, you know, the frugal mom. Some people will smile. Looking, some there, There's someone that's going to get something where they can go, oh, thanks for that smile. I needed that. Yep. social media it's the power of a good book you know people have become socially awkward because of people yeah and I think a lot of people too have a lot of anxiety about showing who they really are in front of people because of the fear of judgment as well yeah I, I people need to get over it I am a pastor and I love people no one is going to tell me nobody is going to tell me that I cannot love or be with my friends who are in alternate lifestyles. Mm-hmm. Not going to tell me that. You're not going to tell me I love them. I love everybody. You're not going to tell me that I can't love them. We may not agree about everything, Melissa. 
Mm-hmm. But one thing they all gonna tell you is that woman love us. I love everybody, and I can't stand these judgmental people because they don't have a uh, they don't have a heaven and hell to put you in. I love people, so I can't. You know, I, I you know, my sister, she's been with my brother in law for thirty seven years, and I never will forget we were in South Street Seaport in Brooklyn. In New York, and she said, There's my husband. And I said, Where? She said, Right there. I said, Well, I don't see nobody but this blonde haired, blue eyed guy. She said, That's him. I said, Okay, where we going to eat? That's all I said. They've been married for 37 years. Wow. 37 years. My sister, she said, um, I like, remember Jamie Summers? Of the Bionic Woman? Right. Yes. He was watching the Bionic Woman, and she said, I like girls. I said, I like girls too. She says, no, I like girl, girl, girls. I said, like, like her. I said, Jamie Summers? Oh, everybody like Jamie Summers? She says, no, like you like boys. I said, oh, okay. Come outside and, and turn the rope with me because we playing double dutch. That's all I'm saying. I just love my sisters. Mm-hmm. I, love, I love people. And I think when people really understand the core of who God is, He is love. Yep. That's it. I don't. It's not my job to change you, Melissa. It's not my job to change the gay world. It's not my job to change the transgender. It's not my job to change white people, black people. That ain't my job. My mm-hmm. job is to love them all. Yep. Amen. As a pastor, this is how I pastor. I go get the fish. He'll clean him up. That's it. If people will get the core of what love really is, you could even agree to disagree with conflict resolution. I may not agree with you, Melissa, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean I have to hate you. That is so true. And that's one of the things like I, the reason why I started this podcast is because, yeah. it's because I want people to share their stories so that when we sit down and listen and have intelligent conversations with each other, even if we don't agree with each other, we at least give the person the space to be heard and to be seen. That's right. And this is what social media is all about. It's supposed to be a a healthy forum for people to express themselves and get it out. There's there's the people, the only friends they have are the people online. What happens when you have a person and they they have social anxiety and they don't really like to get out? Mm -hmm. At least they can feel some solace around a social group. Yep. So true. I don't, my, my son loves cats. I don't know what I don't know why he loves <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get I don't. I'm a dog lover. He's a cat lover. But he's showing me these fake cats. I'm like, Hunter, if you show me another cat. So he's now saying, why may I join a, a cat group? Then that's what you do. They're like-minded individuals on social media that you can connect with that share one common goal, whatever it is. Yep. So true. Now, I hate that our time is almost up and you drop so much knowledge and so many nuggets. But do you have one last little nugget that you want to share before we talk about where people can find you at? I, I The only nugget that I am going to tell people is love people and let God handle the rest. Love people and let God handle the rest. I'm also going to say this. I will probably be the only pastor that to tell you. Have a good Bible in one hand and a good psychiatrist in another. 
you need them both. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Go to so, go to counseling. Do not sit there in silence and suffer because you have a voice that needs to be heard. And even though the people around you may not understand what you're trying to say, there was a therapist waiting to hear what's going on that needs to help you navigate through those words. I say this all the time. Therapy is like a good bag of Skittles or M&Ms. You have a bag of Skittles or M&Ms. It's all multi-dimension of colors. Mm-hmm. What therapy does, it puts the red with the red. It puts the green with the green. It puts the yellow with the yellow. It puts the brown with the brown. And the blue with the blue. It compartmentalizes every situation in your life so that you won't become combustible because you're overwhelmed and you blow up. That and is his writing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am. Yeah. That is so good. Yeah. So where can people find you at? They can find me on social media. Um, the way it's spelled on social media, the way it's spelled is, is J-A-M-E-L-I-A-H. That's how you really spell my name. But um, unfortunately, they jacked it up on social media and it is what it is. However, you can find me J-A-M-I-L-L-A-H Gooden, G-O-O-D-E-N on social media on Facebook. You can find me on YouTube. You can find me on Instagram under Car Chronicles Movement. That's C-A-R-C-H-A-R-O-I-L. You know how to spell it because I'll tell you (laughs) Let me tell you something. I'm not afraid. My dyslexia kicks in. C-A-R-C-H-R-O-N-I-C-L-E-S. Car Chronicles. And you can find me there. You can go to www.carchronicles.org and you can find me there and just hit subscribe. But I guarantee you, it is a life-changing movement that people need to just be a part of. And your book again? This book right here. This one. It's the pocketbook, a small book of powerful posts. And if you are in the Charlotte, North Carolina, come to She Favor. It's www.shefavor.org. It is a conference of women and men alike. We crash and we don't even care. So men could come too. But it is a conference of women coming together all over the world to just experience a move of God and to have some fun with their sisters. It's going to be great. It's right at Charlotte, North Carolina at the La Meridian and the Sheraton Hotel. Yep. Thank you, Jamila, for coming on and for sharing so many nuggets of wisdom. And I cannot wait to read your other books. I didn't know you had written any other books. So I'm going to read the other books and I'm probably going to hit up your publisher again to have you come back on to discuss those. And when you get that other one written, I want you to come back on. Don't worry, girlfriend. I got you. Just give me a call. No worries. All right, guys. I will put in the show notes everywhere you can find Jamila as well as where you can find this book. And I also link to her other books as well yes. and to the She Favors concert uh, conference. That's a big concert. That's going to be a concert. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So guys, be blessed. And most importantly, keep chatting and see you on the next episode of Chats from the Block Cabin. Yes. Bye. Thank you. Bye guys. <laughs>